Welcome to the Collect Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 moment, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I'm a layperson and a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's the week after General Convention, and Holly and I are taking a little break from our breakneck daily production schedule for the next week or so, and we're going to be giving you a couple of the interviews we conducted in Salt Lake City that we haven't had a chance to share with you yet. If you've heard anything about the worship services at General Convention, probably the first thing you've heard is how the daily Eucharist feels like you're in an Episcopal megachurch. And probably the second thing you've heard is about the exceptional variety of music used during the nine days we worship together. In today's show, I'm sharing my interview with Michael Boney, Director of Music at Christ Church Cathedral, Indianapolis, and the organist for the General Convention Worship Services. We talk about how it's different trying to lead hymns for such a large crowd, and about the experience of working in a wide variety of musical styles in a compressed period of time. And be sure to listen all the way to the end of today's show, where you'll hear the last few minutes of Michael playing the Widor Toccata with the Theodicy Jazz Collective. This was surely one of the most talked about musical offerings at convention, and you won't want to miss it. Uh, so I'm here with Michael Bemi, who is normally the uh, uh, organist at Christchurch Cathedral in Indianapolis, but you have been serving a different function this week. Uh, you want to tell us about that? Sure. Uh, this is my first time doing general uh, convention, uh, and I was asked to do the music here at general convention, and uh, didn't quite know exactly what to, to expect on this grander scale of, yeah. of uh, uh, music, but I found it to be one of the most uh, enjoyable and joyful experiences um, of, of my life. Yeah. Actually, to have so many Episcopalians uh, in one one place singing and experiencing a variety of, of music and just so much cultural diversity here. It's just teeming with, with excitement. Yeah, so you were playing a huge variety of repertoire over the last, what is it, nine days? Yes, yes. So everything from uh, from jazz um, to gospel to um, Hebrew um, spirituals pretty much everything across the board here and so each day had a specific um, focus um, and so we tried our very best to um, to have music representative of as much of the cultural diversity we have here in the church so tell me a bit more about the uh, the, the jazz uh the jazz day, because I think if there was anything that I heard more commentary about, I, it was the uh, the Takata at the closing of the jazz service. Oh, that was a first for me. Um, good part for the organist. The organist plays the whole of the Takata. However, the jazz ensemble uh, does interludes um, and little riffs and things, which was just uh, just dynamic. Well, clearly, um, that also sax player. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just just an amazing, amazing time. And I don't think I've ever seen that many people gather around an ensemble yeah. uh, after church, right? <laughs> <laughs> to, to experience that. So it really, for me, was an exhilarating experience. And although I play solo organ, I love working with ensembles. So it's nice to be a part of an ensemble. Uh, so that we're all working together. We have our individual things that we do, but we're all working working together as a, as a group, so it was quite exciting. So one of the things I often hear organists say is that a building is part of the instrument. Yes. How is a convention hall as a piece of your instrument? Oh, uh, it provide, it presents some major challenges. Um, when you're in a huge cavernous space, I mean this space seats about five to six thousand people, and so it's a big warehouse. 
essentially. One never knows exactly what you're going to encounter when you first hear an instrument in a room like this. We are quite fortunate this time around that there's no carpet in here mm. and there's a, a natural echo. So we actually have some acoustic on here. The other difference is organs generally aren't mic'd. Right. But in order to get the sound um, throughout the entire room so that there is no delay, having everything go through the main PA system, at first was a little little challenging because I am getting a, the organist gets a little bit of echo yeah. back from that. But the hymn singing, everything that the organ led um, was right on time. Right. And so the whole of the congregation, we were able to sing and sing together and not feel like someone's ahead or someone's lagging behind. So at the end of the day, after the, after the first Eucharist, um, I knew that this was going to be, it would work. Right. right. Just fine. So, you know, aside from just the crowd, mm -hmm. you know, was there any big difference between, you know, playing for this congregation as opposed to a normal congregation? Yes, uh, and I always share with people, the larger the congregation, the broader the hymn playing needs to be. Mm. So um, you will not be able to take a hymn at as fast a pace um, for a congregation of um, 300 right. versus 5,000. And so you really have to have a happy medium. So you want to make sure that the hymn is still moving on but it's broad enough that people can take time. 5,000 people right. will breathe in the same spot, if you will. So, um, but I've played with, for large groups yeah. um, for, for a number of things. And so I knew right away that the hymn playing would have to be broad and pretty dynamic. So you don't have to, you don't really get the dynamic contrast as you would on a normal yeah. Sunday because you really have to keep the organ beefed up. Otherwise it won't right, have right. enough to lead the congregation. So how do you get a job like this? How do you get a job like this? Um, knowing some people. <laughs> it was, it was um, just kind of interesting that uh, I was in Idaho at the time at St. Michael's Cathedral yeah. and I was asked to, to be the lead musician for General Convention. I was close. I was only four and a half, five hours away. Then. <laughs> then, but little did I know, four months ago I'd be moving to Indianapolis. So then that put me almost 1,800 miles right. from, from Salt Lake City. Um, but uh, Charlie Dupree and I have known each other since I was in undergraduate school when he was associate rector at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah. So we had a relationship and he knew that I was in Idaho and would be close by and so he thought that might be a good, uh, I might be a good person to ask. Plus, we have a good working relationship. Yeah. So it's nice on the liturgical committee to have a musician and liturgist that work well together and, and kind of understand one another. So that's really how I uh, became lead musician for General Convention. So will you be at work at Christ Church on Sunday or do you get a couple days off? I will be at work at Christ Church on Sunday morning, followed by a week-long children's music camp at the cathedral. And then on the 12th of July, we have the opening choral evensong for the beginning of the regional American Guild of Organists wow. Convention, which will be in Indianapolis. So it's going to yeah, be no a... No break for you. No break for me. <laughs> It'll be a busy week, but uh, it's, it's, it's been a joy. Well, thanks really so much, is. Michael, for you taking bet. the time. And uh, I know I'll see you around Indianapolis. You will. Thanks again to Michael for his spectacular leadership during General Convention worship and for giving me some of his time. If you enjoy this show, please share it with a friend or write a review on iTunes, even if you don't listen to us on iTunes. It will help other people find us. You might also want to check out the other shows in the Via Media Collective, a network of podcasts with an Anglican sensibility. 
Find out more on Twitter at VM Collective or at viamediacollective.org. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us on Twitter at The Collect Call or send us an email at thecollectcall at acts8moment.org. Our parent organization is the Acts 8 Moment. You can find them on the web at acts8moment.org or on Facebook or Twitter at acts8moment. Our music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, distributed under a Creative Commons license. Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And a special thank you to Leanne Walling, who took audio and video footage of the Takata you're about to hear. It's well worth your time to watch the video as well. You'll find a link in the show notes. And join us next week for our final interview from General Convention. Holly and I got an audience with a very special person in the life of the church, but I can't tell you who it is. It's a secret.